professional or amateur athlete is injured, time to treatment is critical. That's why more tri-state schools and coaches trust the trainers and doctors of Beacon Orthopedics. In fact, more than 30 high schools, club, college, and pro teams choose Beacon Orthopedics as their official medical providers. On the sidelines and in the operating room, we get athletes back in the game safely and quickly with comprehensive sports medicine care. At Beacon Orthopedics, we care for the pros, student-athletes, and weekend warriors every day. I'm serious. I'm ready to hand the podcast right off to you, Tom. I'm ready to go to my next destination, but thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. I'll be happy to. I'm sure the pay is good, right? Of course. You get a free bottle of water. Free bottle of water. Still waiting for my Chick-fil-A, right? Well, that, that okay. is true. We'll I did ask right for that, that last time. I, I see where I, I rank, know. right? Well, they just introduced macaroni and cheese this week. Did they now? So maybe we'll, okay. get, we'll get a supply I mean, of that. Shouldn't that be in here, right? Just a thought. Maybe the the next contract, the next time we bring you in. There you go. Hey, Thank everybody. You. This is Mike Dyer of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast, joined by the legend. Sheesh. No, Tom you know what Gamble. legend means? You're old. It means nothing. And look at me. People, I don't wear glasses anymore. I've lost weight. I've had a hell of a fun summer. I know you have. A torn and detached retina. Don't ask how. I have no earthly idea. Two eye surgeries. Still recovery. Allegedly, at some point, I'll be able to see again. For now, I see partially. Sucks. I don't know where to transition no, from there. Is, there is no I'm transition. Speechless. But I will but tell how you. How are you doing otherwise? Doing fine. Yeah. Doing fine. Other yeah. than that, yeah, I'm doing fine. I mean, it's just one of those weird things. I woke up one day, I'm like, man, I don't see so good. Went to the optometrist. He said, yeah, you better go to CEI. So if it worked for Hal McCoy, why can't it work for me, right? Gotcha. So we'll see. Well, hey, yes. We're going to keep you in our thoughts and Thank prayers you. as Appreciate always, it. Tom. I need, you know. I need that, Mike. Well, I do. But uh, we're bringing you in for uh, the 22nd annual Skyline yeah. Chili Crosstown Showdown. And uh, we're going to be talking high school football with you and, and some other topics as well. You're the GCL South Commissioner. You're I about, am. I got a whole list of other things that well, you have titles for. So Ask and I shall respond. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been 22 years, though. I mean, when you really think about it. It started it kind of conceptually back in 1996. The first year was in 98. And uh, while it has morphed and changed and kind of been tweaked and twinged over the years, you know, as you well know, high school football in this region still as strong as ever, quality of players. In fact, I you have to go back a lot of years, I think, to find a the depth of players. Just I'm just using games in the showdown. I mean, sure. I don't ever recall it being this deep with guys who have committed to big time BCS schools. I mean, you have a multitude of schools and teams with three or more players. I mean, going to Ohio State, UC's done a great job yes. getting some guys. But I think it's it's a lot of good players. I think it's kind of wide open. I mean, at the D1 level, I think it's it's wide open. But yeah, we're excited to be here. 18 games the entire season. Again, we go from August. 23rd to November the 1st, so we encompass the entire regular season, and I think we've got some really good matchups. Okay, we're going to get into some more details that in a quick second here, but uh, I want to remind everybody this WCPO High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is always chicken. Download the app today for extra points. And I believe this is like our sixth episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast in the past week. 
taping this on a Monday. I, I, I know, um, you know, if, if I forget a couple things, uh, our producer, Brian Knees, might be uh, <laughs> saying something in my ear because we've been all across town in northern Kentucky, uh, Western Hills, and also the Kenwood Town Center last week doing some special episodes with Chick-fil-A and bringing aboard a couple of those teams uh, from each of those locations and a handful of players. And I thought it was really well done. And I want to give a shout out to, to our, our aforementioned Brian Knees for uh, coordinating and doing a lot of uh, the, uh, the behind the scenes uh, uh, tech work and, and just set up and making us look uh, really good as far as uh, being on Facebook Live and doing all the audio with the podcast. So again, shout out to Brian, and he also won an Emmy by yeah, the way I was this past say, that's weekend a, that's in, impressive. in uh, Louisville. So uh, for for yeah. the in- investigative series here at WCPO, a lot of our staff members won an Emmy. I I was not included on that, but uh, hey, I try my best. I, I keep my own uh, space of the high school sports world and try to keep that going. But a lot of our colleagues, yeah, including cool. Brian, uh, won an Emmy. So a shout out to Brian. For, for all his hard work and dedication throughout the year for that. And Brian, you know how much we appreciate you. So let's get right to it, Tom. Um, you know, this 22nd annual uh, Crosstown Showdown, as we mentioned. Tell us why this year, besides the talent, the, the plethora of talented teams and players throughout the city and throughout the region, why this event is unique and special for this 22nd year? Well, I think, Mike, I think the one thing, as you well know, the scheduling kind of dynamic has changed dramatically over the last five plus years. And and I don't know if there's blame or I don't, it's just a strategy. It's whatever you want to call it. A lot of the big school leagues have now gone to eight game league seasons, sure. which means they only have weeks one and two. So there's all kinds of differing theories and formulas on, you know, why a seven team, an eight game league, whatever it, you know, does it give you a better chance? Does it? It's all not? about making the playoffs. It is. Well, and 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 I have a. I'm not a coach, so maybe I have a little bit of a different theory. You know, my theory has always been in Ohio is if you're. You know, you can schedule your way in, but if you do that, odds are you're going to get waxed in the first round. I think we've seen that. I mean, if you I, – I, and I had an athletic director tell me one time, is your goal to make the playoffs or to win a state championship? And, and this AD's formula is if it's to win a state title, then you have to play people. Now, there's no question when you look at certain teams, if you have two games that are non-conference early on and you lose both of those two, puts you in a precarious situation. But I would argue, are you good enough anyway? You know, in the one year St. X made it in at 5-5, five and five, had to win that last week against Louisville St. Xavier, and then went on to win five straight. Now, that's the only time that's been done. Um, but I, I don't know. So, back to your question. I think the one reason why I feel so good about this year's Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown is we've got classic rival games throughout the year. So that's what it's done. You know, we used to compact it all into two weeks, really 10 days, if you will. And and it got to the point where scheduling those non-conference games, for me, I'm not going to lie, I spent some sleepless nights because you got a team that's reliant on us, and and we did that for years. They would just say, yeah, we're in the showdown, and then they would rely on me to find them an opponent. I'm not going to lie to you. There were three or four years where I had to wonder you know, am I going to be able to find somebody for them to play? And that would be a horrible thing. And we came close. But so this year, you now can take a Wyoming Indian Hill week 10. Sure. I can take a Molar Elder. Fairfield, Princeton. You know, I can get games like that. And I think that just makes the schedule stronger throughout the entire season. Do you see, Tom, you mentioned trying to find games. And, and ADs tell me this all the time, how... Um, you know, 
especially in the GCL South where you're commissioner, where it's just sure. tough to find local opponents. But do you see the, the theme or the trend continuing to be these kind yeah. of long-term contracts or as elder, you know, Gehenna Lincoln, they, they signed, you know, multiple years. I mean, sure. even Trotwood and Wynton Woods, you see them opening up uh, in a couple, you know, yeah. home and home here and there. Is it just, I think it's if more convenient that, at the end of the day? Well, I think if you can get that, I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I think there's a lot of schools out there and, and their athletic directors and coaches would tell you that the, the schedule isn't necessarily ideal, but you know, and, and I know there's the multiplier and if you only have nine games, but if right. you're a coach and an AD, there's 10 weeks in the regular season, you want to play all 10. Right. So yeah, Mike, I think if they can get those teams that are willing to agree to the multi-year packs, I think you take them. Yeah. I mean, and, and one of the challenges in the GCL South is with only four schools, there's only three league games. So, you know, when you're in the GMC, you only have to find two non-conference games. In the GCL South, and especially the way the schedule falls, you have to find seven, and some of those are in weeks when everybody else is in league play. So that's what makes it so difficult. And there's let's be brutally honest, too, there's teams that won't play some of those teams for whatever reason. That's their choice. And if you can fill a 10-game schedule and are happy with that, that's your own prerogative. But no, I think it's grown. And I would tell you that I've seen over the last three to four years, use Wyoming as an example. It used to be only D1, right? Where, but yet the other levels, the other divisions, they could still find games. That's not the case. Once you win to a certain degree, right. <laughs> everybody starts calling. Exactly. And you know when those calls are coming in, they're not calls to extend the series. They're calls to say we're done playing right. you. Right, exactly. Well, let's go over a, a few of these, especially early on. Um, it's hard to believe first Friday night football is going to be a week from this Friday. <laughs> Frightening. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not so, hard to believe. It's when you do what we do, it's frightening. But yeah, we, I know it's always open a week earlier for some in Kentucky, if they choose to play in that week zero. And then everybody always opens that same weekend, Southeast Indiana and the, the Hoosier state, East central Lawrenceburg. I mean, that's been a great rival game. It's packed no matter great where venue. it is. Oh, well, yeah. it's a cool venue. That's setting on route 50 East central when it's there has a great facility too. So that's our kind of our opener on that Friday, August 23rd, you got Jake Miners, a new coach at East Central, and a Lawrence. But both of these programs, year in and year out, are seemingly contenders. Um, you know, there are fewer games in Northern Kentucky than there normally are in weeks. I think there's just different schools of thought. And then we get into, on that Wednesday, August 28th, the true Ohio kickoff game, Northwest against Taft at the new Stargill Stadium. And uh, that's going to be really cool. I mean, these, that should be a good football First game. First high school football game in Ohio, the entire season. Absolutely, schedule, yeah. So, so we've we've tried to do that for years. Most times it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And we have a couple games on that Friday night. Purcell Mary with Dave Worth against Reading. That's at Reading, uh, the Veterans Memorial Stadium sure. there in Reading. And we've also got Mount Healthy hosting Tippecanoe. So we try to, you know, people ask, you know, how do you get these games and how do you pick these games? And we, you know, one of the things we've tried to do is it started as a largely big school event and it's morphed into there's good football at all different levels. So we try to give all different levels the experience of being in the showdown. And I know, you know, there's a bunch of people, there's all kinds of comments and everybody's got a different way to schedule and they have no clue. I mean, no offense. They have absolutely positively no clue. You know, every year you get, why don't you have so-and-so play so-and-so? My simple response, that would be, you don't think we've tried? I mean, you've got to have two schools willing to play each other to have a game. And that's just, and, and again, I, I don't try to get, I, one of the formulas that I've always tried to stick to is I'm not going to twist somebody's arm to play somebody. If they don't want to do it, if they're not all in and they don't feel good about it, 
I don't want I don't want to try to drag somebody kicking and screaming into a game that at the end of it they're going to go I told you so. So you either want to play those teams or you don't. We're a few years removed from that NCAA legislation, which obviously prohibits you yep. having games at Nippert Stadium in August. Uh, well, it's in August, but I would also tell you, period, I think it's right? through the yeah, but the dead period's that August goes, extends. It, well, yeah. it extends for me being a third party. So, in other words, and that's why how an elder versus molar, they're able to, you know, if, if they are the school they and they contact, they yep. can do yep. it. But from a third party situation, the rule is absolutely positively ludicrous. But I can't change that when I can change NCAA legislation no offense I won't be doing what I'm doing I'd be doing something else I think it's crazy because I can tell you in all the years that we held games at Nippert Stadium when we were up at Jaeger in Miami nobody was ever peering through a telescope out of a window you know it's nuts I mean you shouldn't penalize a, a good venue a great event and not just this event but other events for what started as nonsense in AAU if they would take care of that they wouldn't have to worry about this but again that's for a You're whole on your other soapbox. Day. Look out. Well, it's just stupid. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. What What's wrong with having a cool venue? And, you know, people will say, what about games at Paul Brown Stadium? You know, you have to be realistic. Everybody goes back to that doubleheader. St. X, Princeton, Elder, Colerain. 40,000 plus in PBS for the playoffs. Right? right? They, they seem to forget a year or two after that. 5,000 in there. I mean, and, and that's the point. PBS is a great venue, but the reality of it is, in my opinion, it's too big and too costly. Somebody wants to scratch off a $100,000 check, call me. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Well, I, my question was, have you heard any inkling or any feelers out there of a, that may be churning around as far as the legislation goes that would allow you to use Nippert or, I mean... No, when I call, I mean, it's yeah, one of those calls yeah. you make in the off-season right. just to say, has there been any movement? And to this point, there is not. Yeah, no. gotcha, gotcha. So I think, and I think too, Mike, I think people, you know, our kind of theme this year is there's nothing better than Friday nights. And I think you would agree that these venues, when you can go to the pit and watch Moeller play Elder, it doesn't get much better than that. It's great. You know, with Princeton, with that great, you know, Mancuso Field at Vikings saying that Fairfield-Princeton game, everybody's looking to what? Can someone unseat yep. Colerain finally in the GMC? How about the game every year? St. Xavier at Colerain. Those will be great nights, packed houses. And, and, you know, that's the essence of high school football. I'm not here to tell you we wouldn't love to be able to get back to Nippert and to use Shakely Athletic Center sure. again. But until we can, we'll keep doing what we're doing this way. For anybody who's watching this it's not familiar with high school football here in this area, and most people probably are in our Facebook Live audience, but tell us what makes – high school football on a Friday night here in Cincinnati so special? Well, I think it's I think it's a couple things. I think it's the respective communities that just get so behind their schools. When you come, when people move to Cincinnati and are asked, where did you graduate? And they say, you know, maybe I went to Kent State or Northwestern. They go, no, 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 high school. So I think it starts there. I think it's the quality of play. I mean, you know, when you look at a Saturday of college football. How many guys, when you hear their name called, you go, okay, I remember when he was at LaSalle, or I remember that dude played at Colerain. And then you go to the NFL. I mean, this in training camps right now, there will be, by the time NFL rosters are final, 20 of our showdown alums plus who are on active 
NFL rosters. Pretty strong. I mean, you think about Luke Keekley, Kyle Rudolph, Sam Hubbard closer to home with the Bengals, and the list goes on and on. So I think it's quality of play. I think it's the fervor, the excitement. And, and honestly, I think it's, it's brands like Skyline Chili. You think about Friday night, you think about communities, you know, people go to Skyline before, after the games. You know, it's just, it's a fun thing to do. Families, I mean, let's be honest, you, you know, Mike, you it's lived here, stuff. you've lived here. Yep. It's it's communities, it's people you know, people you see. And, and the but, but I think you can have all that, but I think what makes it over the top is the quality of, of programs. And that doesn't necessarily mean that these teams are good enough to beat an IMG sports academy, but I would argue they shouldn't be. That's, to me, not really what the essence of high school football is. So maybe we should have our own separate state title down here. Well, maybe we should. You don't. Well, you don't think it's ever going to. Or maybe we should have Ohio Mister Football. Well, there you go. At some point That's in time, more realistic. Maybe somebody could take a First note. First time that, since ninety two. Isn't that crazy? We should win it this year if we don't. Well, it's then there needs to be some There's sort something. of. And I know the votes are skewed and all that, but I will tell you, back years ago, there used to be a, a newspaper called the Post. I know people are like the what the when it used to be an ad. They used to deliver in the afternoon, by the way, <laughs> on your driveway, and um, I wouldn't vote. And people used to get all riled and say, you have to vote. It's ludicrous. I didn't vote for the top 10 because you can't see all the teams. You know, college football, there's a way. And it's it's much easier today. Right. Let's be honest. You can follow. Sure. But as you well know, scores are not conducive. Nope. They're not an Indicative. indicator. Yep. Yep. Yes, thank you. I was looking for That's that right. word and you filled it in for me nicely. But you know what I mean. It's So I just didn't. Now, I, w- I think you do owe it. But see, then what it becomes is I'm defending. Then I'm going to maybe vote for people who I shouldn't because I'm saying, well, nobody else is. Who's going to do it if I don't? That's not the right way either. I don't know that there's an exact science, but I just think the way that's done is crazy. Put on your GCL South Commissioner's hat for a second. Um, What do you see out of uh, those four teams in football this year? I think it's going to be interesting. I think Elder clearly has an offense that's going to be one of the best offenses in greater Cincinnati, if not the state. Um, I think like the last few years, Elder's always got a shot, right? I think it's defensively. You know, can they can they outscore people? Can they come up with enough big plays defensively? You know, I, I think Moeller with Todd Nauman taking over. I think obviously they had a solid year last year that, that I don't know that anyone expected them to win right. the GCL South title. Elder had the lead and then Moeller came back and won that game. Um, so I, I think, you know, who knows? I, I, and I, th- I honestly think, and I'm not copping out, LaSalle, Moeller, and St. Xavier, I think there's a lot of questions. you got a new offense at St. X, sure. new coordinator. I think that's, I've heard from a lot of people that they're going to, you know, be kind of wide open and, you know, move the ball around and LaSalle's got some talent. I think certainly at their division again, you know, when you look to that showdown game, Winton Woods at LaSalle, how good can that one be? (laughs) Um, If Winton Woods, when you look at their schedule, it is brutal. brutal. I mean, just brutal. Now, to their credit, they've played that schedule and done quite well. You just hope it doesn't, you just hope they stay healthy, it doesn't take a toll on them. So, I don't know. I think Elder might be kind of the front runner, but I think, as you well know, it's always unpredictable, and when you only have three games in the league, there's so little margin for error, who knows? Gotcha. What about just fall sports in general? Just starting a new school year? I yeah. mean, is there anything new on the horizon for the conference? I any? think it's, um, you know, this is, you know, obviously what Moeller did in soccer last year. Sure. I mean, I think, you know, we'll be doing our leadership conference again. I know we're we're working on a date. That'll be at Elder. No, I mean, I think this is, you know, Mike, as you know, there's a lot of great leagues. And it's not just the GCL South. It's the other GCL, the GGCL, the co-ed division. But it's the GMC, the ECC, the CHO. I mean, there, there are leagues for everybody. And I'm 
I'm not just saying that as a canned answer. Right. I mean, I truly think you look at that ECC, and I know they're going to expand to 10 teams. And, you know, when you look at the competition, even in football, look at how much that competition the last few years and, and the GMC, it's going to be an interesting oh, year to GMC. It yep. is going to be fun. I think, um, I think when you look at that Fairfield, Princeton, Colerain, and others, there's some good football teams in that league. Tom, I want to remind everybody this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Go for the extra point with a side of their new macaroni and cheese, as I mentioned before. So I um, want to thank Chick-fil-A for all their sponsorships of this uh, High School Insider podcast, as always. Why do you keep organizing this showdown? I mean, this, this is, what this the is hell going else am I going to do? 22 years right? of yeah, doing no. uh, great you high know, school football and... I mean, like you said, you, you've gone through the, the ebb and flow yeah. of having the headaches and, and the, obviously the spotlight of this of this uh, event that's been uh, going on for so many years. But uh, at its true essence, I know you're a big high school football fan, high school yeah. sports fan. But is there something behind that that well, just keeps you going with all this? You know, my yeah. I, I mean, I think because when I got, first of all, I had no idea that, that I'd be sitting. I didn't know if I'd be 10 years in. but I, But I did know when I got to 20, I kind of thought, you know... Maybe, you know, two decades, long time. Maybe it's time to go do something. But, but I would tell you, the response that I continue to get, that my team continues to get, and there's a lot of people who are critical aspects to this because I, I certainly can't do this alone. Um, but the response that I got from people like, no, 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 you're not going to not do this anymore. Like, I, I think this has become kind of a right of fall. If you write of late summer, right of fall, and hope it's 70 degrees for sure. some of these games, please. Um, and rain, no fall, rain, please. No rain. Oh, my God. Last year was brutal. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's that. When I heard from coaches and athletic directors that really enjoy, and I think it's for them. They, in, in, in essence, feel like their program has earned the right to be a part of this. And, you know, that I guess that's it for me. You know, I, I've often been a believer in you do something as long as people want it, you do it. Um, so I think it's that. And I think the, the, the opportunity to still give fans, you know, and every fan's got their different theory. And that's fine. That's what makes this cool, sure. right? I don't read any of that stuff, but they tell me they write that stuff. <laughs> um, but, but I would, I'm old school, Mike. You know, and you know what old school means, don't you? That's the right way. And <laughs> anybody right. ever tells you, they do it old school. That's, I say, yeah, that's because they're doing it the right way. But, it, but in seriousness, everybody having a voice and everybody having fun. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Friday night. This should be fun. You know, we can do some cool promotional stuff. I, you know, I just think it should be fun. And, and I think as long as you've got the quality of high school football, this is about these coaches, players, alums, teams, communities. That's who this is for. As, I, as one of these coaches told me um, at our Chick-fil-A podcast last week, he said, kind of asking him about participation numbers and everything. He says, you know what? At the end of the day, this is no offense to any other sports, this may be the toughest sport it's funny you to say participate that. in. And, you know, and it's kind of that you got to get the buy-in from the kids. You have to be, you talk sure. about being old school or whatever. Yeah. But I asked this coach, I said, well, how do you communicate with those players? You've been at this such a long time. And he said, you know, it's a challenge. But he says, the guys that we have that are in the two-a-days and in the preseason. They want to be there. They, exactly. Yeah. Exactly Well, right. it's funny you say that because I've had a couple coaches, because everybody, you know, the obvious, the, the forefront of concussions and safety and all that, I get that, and I think that's all part of it. But I had a coach, a couple, in fact, tell me the same thing. 
this is hard. And and I, I don't want to sound like that old right, timer. Right. But but I think it's not only is it hard, I think it's also year round. I mean, you know, back when we yes. went to school and played sports, you, you played one in the fall, you got the one in the winter, maybe you were a couple days month. late, yep. then you went right. That's not the case today. And I think the commitment so this coach's theory was you know, concussions play a part, but primarily he felt it was the difficulty to be good, what was required of you, you know, year round now. So I I can't dispute that. And I don't know which coach you're referring to, but Doug Ramsey told me, and this was maybe last year, last preseason, he was telling me, you know, maybe numbers are down a little bit, but he said the guys that we have yeah. are committed. Right. And that's it. Maybe people can talk well, about the number of players are down or the number sure. of teams statewide are down, but at the end of the day, yeah. you're fielding a good product. The guys that want to be there well, are there. And it is a commitment. I mean, nobody would dispute right. that. It's a right. huge commitment. But I think, and I, you know, and I would tell you from what I've heard, numbers of soccer, which of course competes direct in the sure. fall sports season, are up. I know, and, and, and this is maybe it's a small sample size, but uh, football is still the only sport where you truly get recruited from your high school. Like, that's the preeminent yeah. way yes. that college recruiters and scouts, et cetera, watch you play. Where do people get tickets, and uh, where do they log on to get All more information? All the information, xtownshowdown.com. Our Twitter is at xtownshowdown. Uh, all the tickets are at the schools, so they're at the participating schools. I would tell you to contact your school's athletics department and some of these games will be packed. I mean, some will definitively sell out. So you want to check that out early. Um, all the monies benefit the participating schools and the host schools, and that's the way it should be. They work hard. And, you know, being an AD these days, Lord have mercy, that's a that, – <laughs> you talk about, about turnover, oh, yeah, man. Exactly. I mean, it's and, – and ADs and just baseball coaches since yeah. this past baseball season. I think there were 10 or more yep. local baseball coaches. But we feel like we've got a good mix of greater Cincinnati, northern Kentucky. We've got three really good games over there, Southeast Indiana. You know, I feel like we've got the region pretty well covered. 18 games over 11 weeks, and it's hard to believe, but we're T-minus two weeks, less than Hello. two weeks to kick off. Yes. Uh there's always perks and giveaways you have at these games, fans of the game. Are you doing anything? We are. To that? We're doing, yeah. We're doing, uh, Skyline will have that free Coney with the menu purchase, either on the ticket back or on a coupon we'll pass out. I know Meyer, one of our sponsors, is going to have five bucks off of $50 when you shop at Meyer. We'll be doing a Meyer family of the game, giving them some some cool things. Cool. Uh, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, they'll be doing the most valuable moms at Mercy Health Schools. They'll have some premium items. We do a Mercy Health Most Valuable Player, and we give them an award at the end of every game. So we, we believe in doing all that stuff. We have some extra contests, giveaways out there to just try to make the night a little more fun. We'll have our little showdown tent inside the main entrance where we'll be doing all that stuff and giving all that stuff away. So yeah, looking forward to Can't miss to you. It. The NBA schedule is going to be announced later today. MLB announced its 2020 schedule already. I got to ask you if you can give us a little teaser. Are you doing anything for basketball and then also for the spring for baseball? Yeah, we'll be doing the Mercy Health Tip-Off Classic again, which we do uh, each and every winter. And then, uh, absolutely hard to believe, but year number nine of the Skyline Chili Reds Futures High School Showcase. Yeah, I know what's funny is already getting emails from baseball and softball coaches looking ahead to next year. And I think we're going to have some cool, especially for baseball, uh, with the new, the project at Bellevue Vets and, and St. Bernard, the old Ross Park where they're 
rehab and then going to be Red's Community Fund. will give us a couple new facilities to use. So yeah, we, I mean, this stuff, as you well know, everybody says, what do you do the eleven the other 11 months? This stuff doesn't stop. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and it can't. So, which is a good thing, I guess, right? Definitely. It's always good to stay busy and uh, stay connected with the community. That's Otherwise, I'd have to find work. The game. Right? <laughs> exactly. Some other kind of work. Trust me, this is work. Chief, it's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, Thanks, on Mike. The I'd be remiss. Go ahead. My lovely wife, Lori, Kevin, Zach, Joe, the team of people that we have without them couldn't do this. Awesome. Very they well gotta, said. They got to keep an old guy young. And I <laughs> say that, in, that. All, in all seriousness, yes. It's old, sco- old school guy, right? Old school and, and a great job you guys do, all the high school stuff. I mean, you know, I, I know you put a lot of people have no idea the time and effort and working the phones and for the latest and greatest recruiting, right? Follow <laughs> you, right? That. Well, I mean, hell, you got a well, ton of followers. They follow you for a reason. It doesn't give me any extra money, but you can you can email my boss about that. That's because you work in media. <laughs> you ought to know that by <laughs> now, right. right? 15 years in, I should know. In-game sports president, GCL South Commissioner, Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown Organizer, and any other title that he may have that I didn't mention. Sad old man. Tom Gamble. Pitiful. <laughs> Thanks for joining Coughing me as always, Chief. Water. Thank you, Chief. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to us. We'll be back next week talking more high school football. And as always, you can get this WCPO High School Insider Podcast on Google Play, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. And our producer, Brian East, did a nice job putting together a YouTube playlist for uh, all our episodes so far this school year. So uh, don't want to miss, we spoke with OHSA Executive Director Jerry Snodgrass, also spoke with several area head football coaches and players on our Chick-fil-A podcast as well. We'll talk to you next week.